I mean, listen, if you want to do the looky promos, you can have that. Like, I am all good with not having to do looky promos, although it is good to be back here, Scott Kaplan. How are you? I am not volunteering, George, but I am very happy to have you back. I will say one thing, man. I was watching you on ESPN. I was watching you host the jump. I was watching you on the sidelines of Summer League games. I was listening to you call Summer League games. And I got to just ask really quickly, Mm -hmm. did you get a bunch of pool time in while you were in Las Vegas? No. One day. That's all I got. Because I got to tell you, man, there was that one scene on the jump where you're sitting there with Clinton Yates and Tim Bontemps, and Bontemps is making this point that the Lakers aren't going to be as good this upcoming year as they were a year ago, at least at this time. Mm-hmm. And right. you make this face like where you're yeah. one, like like the like the rock where your eye goes, one eye goes up, one guy goes down. And I go, gosh, George looks like he's been hanging at the pool. You got like a an old school George Hamilton money looking tan, dude. Well, thank you. Uh, I only had one day at the pool, and it wasn't that day. Um, so it was actually, I want to say Monday, uh, and I did that show on from Vegas for the jump on Friday. So no, but uh, yeah, got in a little pool time. You know, cabanas are a lot cheaper on Mondays, uh, you know, Monday, Tuesdays, and <laughs> Wednesdays <laughs> at the uh, in Vegas. So I was able to get a nice deal on a cabana. So I was watching TV. I was in and out of the pool. I was laying out a little bit. Nothing too crazy. I put the sunblock on. You know, a little SPF 50, because you never know. You know, Vegas right, can get a little right. crazy, and it was very yeah. hot. So, but yeah, only one pool day. Only one day, and it was like three or four hours, and just kind of hung out, and that was it. Ordered some food there, but mo- it was work. Uh, outside of those four hours, it was up at, uh, you know, dawn, uh, you know, going to bed, burning the midnight oil. Summer League is a marathon, okay? It, I would say this. Of all the things I do at ESPN, the hardest thing I do is Summer League. And people may think, oh, how hard could it be to do Summer League? Like, pfft, you know, it's just a bunch of games. No, because, it, you know, the guys on those rosters are not guys that pretty much everyone know. And here's the thing. Like, I know the NBA like the back of my hand. Um, and I, I've been fortunate to know the G League um, a little because I've called G League games. But I don't watch college basketball like I watch the NBA or even have covered the G League of all, of, of all leagues. So, you know, I'm catching up watching these guys during March Madness for the most part because I spend a lot of my time talking NBA and watching NBA. So there's a lot of homework to do for these things. And at Summer League, there's guys changing rosters. There's the big-time guys. Some are playing. Sometimes they're not playing. And other guys are getting opportunities you may not have heard of. It is legitimately a marathon. It is the it is the most difficult assignment I get each and every year. But I love it. I love it because it's difficult. And I feel like if I nail it, and I feel like I came close to nailing it this year, I feel really good myself? about myself. What do you give yourself? What kind of grade After. do you give yourself on a scale of 1 I to give 10? Myself, what do you give yourself? Uh, I, like a 9 this year. A 9? Like a 9. Nine. Nine's not yeah. bad. And I, you know me, good. I'm usually like, I, I usually give myself pretty low grades, but I feel like I got a nine this year. Like, I was strong on Summer League this year. I actually graded you out, and I had you at an 8.95, so oh, our scores aren't too bad. You. Not yeah, too bad close. at all. I will very say close. this, so you know, you're right, and, and people will hear you, and they'll go, oh, my God, give me a break. You go to Vegas, you call games, you stand on the sidelines of games, you host shows. How hard could it really be? I'll tell you, George, um, I did it one time. <laughs> I, I did I did one time I did the NCAA yeah. basketball tournament on CBS, right? So right. I go to Kansas City. We got to do four games in one day and then come back, not the next day, but two days later, and we're going to do two games in the same day. And I didn't know anybody. I didn't know anybody that was playing. I mean, I, we were in Kansas City at Kemper Arena back in the old days, and Kansas was playing. 
And right. the rest of the day, the building was pretty much empty because it was a bunch of, you know, mid-major schools that you'd never heard of before. I was having to work my ass off. Like, who's the coach? Who are the players? What are their stories? And it's four games in one day. Now, listen, I'm not complaining about it. Okay, I'm not kvetching about it. I'm just telling you that when you don't know these teams, and you don't know these players, that means there's a lot of work that has to be done, a lot of research that has to be done. So I'm feeling you, dude. I'm curious, though, because you saw a lot of the Lakers summer league team. I did. Um, are, are there guys that you saw that you liked that you thought, you know what, that guy could go from the summer league and he was good enough that he might actually get a shot or maybe even could make a contribution to the real Lakers in the real season? Okay, the short answer to that is no. Uh, but what I would say is I don't think there's anyone that can help them right now. I think that there are some guys on that roster that can help them, kind of similar to like the way Alex Caruso eventually was able to help them. Like Alex Caruso's journey through the G League, and you remember it was Oklahoma City first before he got to the Lakers, and then he played on the South Bay Lakers, and then eventually got to the big club a couple of years ago, the year before LeBron got here. I think that maybe there's a guy or two with that kind of journey. Uh, maybe an Austin Reeves, the kid from Oklahoma. Uh, maybe Jay. Is he the kid uh, that uh, had the game-winning shot the first week? The, the first, first game? night, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, I think there's a couple of those guys that could potentially be that, but not like right now or even in the next year or two. Uh, perhaps, again, three or four years down the road, maybe even when LeBron isn't even a part of the team anymore, depending on how long LeBron is here, you know? Mm-hmm. But they, so, I, but they, but that's the reality of of basketball now. It's treated very much, Scott, much like baseball in some ways. Although prospects, you know, grade out differently, right? In the NBA, if you're a great prospect, you're probably, you know, you're going to play in the NBA very quickly. But I'm talking about like the other guys in the minor leagues in Major League Baseball who, you know, some of them toil in the minors for a couple of years and then eventually get their shot. Max Muncie, right, is a perfect example of that. Who kind, Greg, right? I mean, he toiled yep. for a while in a bunch of different spots in the minors, and then eventually, look at him now. The guy's like literally an MVP candidate. It's kind of crazy. We, Chris Taylor. We were talking about this yeah. yesterday, just by the way. Max Muncie is one of the great values in all of Major League Baseball. No doubt. Because, yeah. because to your point about what he did when he was in the Oakland A's organization, before he made it to the big league club, and even as a big leaguer, he was let go. He was just, hey, you can go. It's okay. We don't yeah. need you anymore. And then got picked up on a minor league deal by the Dodgers and then started to make impact when he got to the major league club. And we were looking it up yesterday. It was like a three-year, $26 million deal. So Max Muncie is the star of the Dodgers. Make no mistake this year. Not Mookie Betts, not Cody Bellinger, not Corey Seager. You know, there is nobody. Max Muncie is the star of the Dodgers. And on a three-year, $26 million deal – he is a true bargain by Major League Baseball standards. For sure. So I, I think that the way basketball is set up now is if you look at the rosters on NBA rosters, and I think I think this number still stands, but two seasons ago, it was 40% of guys who were on NBA rosters had at least played a game in the G League at some point or another. Wow. So it, it, it has become a real thing. And, and I think that, you know, whether it's, you know, to you answer your question again, I, do I think, you know, Austin Reeves or Jay Ayayi or, or even Devontae Kaycock, who's been on the roster for the big club, um, do they make the big club? Do they help this particular Lakers team? Probably not. But that's not to say they can't be a big part of a team that is successful in a couple of years. I, I do think that that's part of it is development is a thing. Yeah, you know, I actually love, and I say I'm going to say this and people are going to go, what are you talking about here? 
I love the G League. Now, when I say that, I don't mean I watch the G League. I love the theory of the G League. Because, you know, listen, baseball used to be really the only sport that had a minor league system. I've always wanted the NFL to have a minor league system. At one point, I don't know if you remember this, George, years ago, um, the NFL had something called NFL Europe. And Mm -hmm. um, they had about, I don't know, eight teams or so. There was London and Amsterdam, blah, blah, blah. And it was a great place for guys who who really needed a place to play. Like, for example, Kurt Warner, who went on to become now a Hall of Famer, and they're doing a movie about his life. So there really isn't a minor league for the NFL, but the G League, and this is why I say I love it, is this whole idea of we've got a a bunch of players. They're playing down here. We're keeping our eye on them. When we need them, we can pull them up. I just think it's a great idea. You know, again, I'm not really watching it, so, but but I do think it's a great idea. And the Summer League thing, I, I actually texted a buddy of mine who's one of the owners of the Sacramento Kings because apparently they won this whole thing last night. I was they did. Gone. I was there for the championship. I gave them the, trof- the trophy yesterday. C- congratulations, man. I got to say, um, I, s- I sent a text to a buddy of mine. I'm like, hey, uh, nice job by the Sacramento Kings Summer League team. You guys must be taking a lot of pride in that Summer League championship. When will it ever convert to being competitive during an NBA regular season? Not even winning a championship or winning the, the conference. Just just being competitive would be nice. And what was the response? The response was, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll take our summer league trophy. That's right. Yeah, dude. Like, you got to start somewhere. I will say this. There were a lot of guys. Like, this draft, um, I know people here don't necessarily maybe, know, maybe don't care because the, um, you know, the Lakers didn't have, um, you know, a pick necessarily, like a high-round pick. Um, or a high first-round pick. But this draft is, like, going to be a badass draft. Like, this is going to be one of those drafts that we look back, like, 2003 and 96 and 84, and we go, this draft, like, changed a lot of teams' fortunes in the NBA. Like, there's going to be a – you mentioned Sacramento. That kid, Davion Mitchell, that kid is a beast, dude. That guy is a defensive player of the year in waiting. Like, he is going to be a defensive player of the year in the NBA. And the Sacramento Kings defense was so atrocious last year that it was literally the worst in NBA history. So they need a guy like that. He's a champion from Baylor. He was a champion in high school. This guy's just like a winner. And that organization has been such a loser that they need a guy like that to help them become more of a winner or at least be competitive like they were 20 years ago. Um, so I, I think that like that kid is good. Cade Cunningham from the Pistons is going to be a badass. That Jalen Green kid from Houston is going to be a badass. Jalen Suggs, the kid in Orlando who beat uh, Greg's UCLA Bruins uh, in the Final Four. Who I know I, that, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bring that up, but it, it you know that shot was incredible. Let's be real here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that kid is a winner. Like he's going to change culture uh, in Orlando. Like it's finally like there, this is one of these drafts where you can look back, and not every year in the NBA is like this, where you go like, yo, that class. That class is going to make them some things happen. Like Let me ask you something, though. You, you mentioned an interesting number that I had no idea about, which was that uh, 40% of NBA players had spent some amount of time Or at in least one league. game in the G League, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many guys did you see in the Summer League that are regular season roster playing guys from their real big NBA teams? And I, don't, I don't mean an exact number, but I mean just like a, off the top of your head. I mean, were there a lot of guys that are regular season players? And I'm not talking about. So like you're saying guys? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So for example, but mostly young guys, right? Like guys who are in like their second year, maybe mm-hmm. even their third, um, who are didn't get a lot of run. Like for example, last year we didn't have summer league because of COVID, right? So 
generally there's a lot of second-year players anyway because the teams want them to get more run, especially good teams, because they don't get as much run on their regular team. So they, you know, they send them to summer league so they can kind of get uh, some, you know, work, to work on a different skill set. For example, um, I noticed a guy, for example, like Malachi Flynn in Toronto. The kid from Toronto, second-year yep. player, third-year yep. player, yep. Um, who they just want to see, okay, now when you play on the regular Raptors, you're a bit player. You're playing defense. Maybe you're a 3 and D kid. Um, well, here we want you to handle the ball. We can see if you can play point guard, right? And we see if you get make other guys better. And they challenge them to do stuff. So, yeah, there's a lot of that stuff uh, across the board. You know, like the Memphis Grizzlies had a couple of kids like that. Desmond Bain and Xavier Tillman, who were first-round picks the year before. Uh, first and second round picks the year before, and they and and they they showed out right. So if you're a second year player like Devonte Kaycock, right, who's been in, with, in the league a couple years, if you're going to summer league, you expect to dominate at summer league. Now, look, we don't have to sit here and, and talk about summer league for very long because I don't want to bore people anymore. Yeah, but not everybody's it's a, watching. If, if here here's what I would say: if you are a real basketball fan, okay, no, I'm not right, but we need to make you one. So you need to stop saying that crap. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm just I'm just you're saying if you're a real basketball fan. I mean, dude, there was a night I was sitting there, I was watching the Lakers play. I think it was um, I'm trying to remember who they were playing, and I was cursing you on Twitter, going, I'm watching the summer league because of you, George Sadano. Right. But what I would say to you, if you are if you want to be if like there's no better event in the NBA than Summer League because every team is there represented. All their, the GMs are there, the scouts are there, the coaches are there, the players pop in and out as we saw LeBron, and I was able to get that kid who took the selfie with him yeah, on TV yeah. and interview him. He made that kid's uh, life or yeah, year, as he said, because I asked him how long his happiness would last. He said, it would, you know, all my life, maybe right. at least a year, uh, which I thought was a funny answer. Um, but yeah, like it is one of the great events you can go to because it's relatively cheap, too, to yeah. go watch those games. And you can go there all day. And, like, meet people and get autographs and all, pictures, selfies, who knows? You know what I mean? And you can watch basketball and guys literally fighting for their lives. So you're going to get, like, fun basketball every time you're there. So, so we're, 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 we're glossing over. We're glossing over the biggest thing here. What did Leangelo Ball look like? Oh, well, I'll get to Leangelo Ball on the other side. Uh, because I have some real thoughts on Leangelo Ball. Um, and I don't know if everyone's going to like it. But he was definitely the fan favorite. So we'll get to that. Plus, I had... Some things happened in Vegas. Some good oh, really? things, some not so great things. Uh -huh. And I was very disappointed by one adventure I had in Las Vegas. I'll tell you what that's all about. Plus the Dodgers keeping it going. We'll get into all that coming up in just a moment. Laura, I want to get to you. You and I haven't talked either. So we got to talk to Laura too. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. To the... Yeah. Edge. I'm We're trying. trying. Yeah. Not to, to lose. lose. Yeah. You're yeah. off beat, Kaplan. Dude, no way. You're way off, dude. You're way off. Come on. I mean, loud Timing up. is way off, dude. Bruh, you guys are both horrible. <laughs> 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 and usually, because I don't know you are on beat and on point, but I was like, mal, mal. you know, I'm just going to keep it real with you. 
Yeah. Hey, George, I want to tell you something really quick. You know, you, you were talking about this in the opening segment about if you're a real basketball fan, the summer league should be for you. And I, I, it's funny you say that because I really, really, really thought last week, I was like, you know, maybe I should go up there. I see all these NBA players. I know all the coaches and GMs and management types are there. Maybe I should go insert myself. And then, of course, as you well know, I got this breakthrough case of COVID, so I wasn't going anywhere. I've been quarantined for the last, like, 10 days, you know. But you, you've kind of got me sold on it. My, my one question just before we keep going is this, though. Besides seeing all the stars of the league that came right back from the Olympics and immediately went to Vegas, like, is there a big buzz around town? You know, is the arena filled up with people? Well, what's that all about? I mean, in a normal year, I think the arena is filled up with people for sure. Um, I don't think there's any question. I think that, you know, they're, they're, people like it. It's an event. This isn't new. Like, it's only grown, grown every year. You know what I'm saying? Like, How many it, years do you think the it, summer it, league's been going? Oh man, what LeBron played in the summer league in 2003. Like, well, summer league going on forever. I can remember LeBron having a camp. My and the reason I remember it is because my son was probably about six, seven, eight years old and went to the LeBron James camp. It was at the University of California at San Diego, and so LeBron. It was the LeBron James camp, and kids came in from all over the country, George, because everybody wanted to be around LeBron. And at nighttime. LeBron had all these uh, college basketball star type players and all night long they went back and forth back and forth and I sat there and I watched this stuff you talk about cheap this was free I mean there were like maybe a hundred people in the arena watching LeBron and all these college players go back and forth all night long so he coached and counseled kids all day and then at night he played so this is going way way back. But you got me sold, man. I really, I think it's uh, it's something I should check out. I think it's something that a lot of fans should probably wind up considering checking out. Yeah, I, and you know, from here it's a fairly easy uh, trip. You know what I'm saying? In a normal in a normal time. Now, Greg, you asked me about Leangelo Ball. Yes, right? sir. I want to know because he started off hot and then kind of dwindled. Yeah, he had a couple of good games. He's not an NBA player. I've maintained this position. He, you know, I saw him up close a couple of times. He's a G League type player. You know, you know, could he maybe? I don't know, crack a roster, you know, eventually down the road on like a bad team, maybe. But I, I don't think he's an NBA player. Like, I just, I don't think he's consistent enough. Here, here's the deal. To be an NBA player, these are, these are, this is like the baseline, okay? You have to be able to defend and be a versatile defender. And I don't think he's a bad defender. He's fine. He's pretty good. Um, and you have to be able to knock down an open shot consistently. And I don't think that part, that is there. Like, he had a game where he hit five threes, another one where he had, like, a bunch of threes, and then he had a bunch of bad games shooting. And you just you can't have that. Like, you can't, not right now. So I think he's a G League player. So if I'm Charlotte, I put him on my G League roster. He's not a two-way player, but he's on my G League roster. Two-way player is a player that can, can come up and down um, for X amount of days on your roster, right? Like, Devontae Kaycock was the Lakers' G League, uh, two-way player. Uh, last year so and you can have two of those guys I don't think he's even that like that because two-way is like you're almost there like I just think he's like a regular old G League player at this stage so but he look he was the fan favorite there anytime he was on the floor and he took a shot or he made a shot the place went insane well listen no shame uh for Leangelo Ball look you got three kids right Two of the three of them are currently NBA players. And one oh, my of God. The two of the three of them are top three picks. Okay. And, and one of the three of them is not really there. And, you know, listen, it's hard to have one kid make it to a professional league, 
let alone yeah. have two kids who become stars, let alone have right. three kids who all make it. I think yeah. about like the Watt brothers in the NFL. You got two right. that are really, really good, and one right. that's okay, can kind of hang he's on the roster. You know, he's a fullback. He's, you got two defensive ends, and those two guys are stars, and one of them is just sort of hanging on to the roster. Other than that, you know, there are brothers who make it to the NBA or make it to the NFL, Major League Baseball, but rarely, rarely do you have three at the same time. So, listen, I don't think there's really a whole lot of shame if you can make money playing professional basketball. Dude, hang on for as long as you can, LiAngelo. Yeah, for sure. Play, man. Like, I'm not knocking him. I just don't think he's an NBA player. Like, this is me. Maybe I'm wrong. Like, what the hell do I know? Um, but, I, I, again, I, I feel like I've been around the game enough that I have a, a decent feeling, but we'll see. So that's what I would say, but he's clearly a fan favorite, and I, I talked to somebody there at Summer League, and they, they joked, they're like, I, I wish that he had another son, because what, like they, <laughs> every time they play here, people go, go bonkers, they want to see him, and the yeah, place is funny. back. So that's funny. Uh, but Lavar was there, and Lavar was enjoying watching Leangelo, and and you know Lamelo was there, and um, you know a lot of guys were there. There were a lot of guys who popped in. So real quick, here's the stuff on Vegas, and Laura and Greg, I want to get your thoughts on this particularly. So, Greg, you did work in the restaurant industry at one point, right? Yeah, for a long time, probably eight to ten years. Yeah. Right, right. Laura, did you ever work in the restaurant industry or no? McDonald's, but that's it. Not really. Okay, but whatever. That counts. Okay. So, Kaplan, did you ever work in a restaurant, like even when you were younger or no? Oh, dude. Uh, yeah, the Egg Roll House. This doesn't house. need to be a long story. A yes or yeah. no will suffice. Yes, we have the time. Egg Roll House. Yes, sir, where I had to memorize okay. the menu and I couldn't do it. And I got fired. Okay, there you go. I love it. Um, so... I, uh, there's, there's a brand spanking new hotel in Las Vegas called the Resorts World, okay? Mm, heard and about that. it's like, it's like four, like three or four hotels in one. There's like five more towers still to go up. Anyway, I went to check it out, um, and I was like, oh, they have this restaurant. It's a Mexican restaurant called Viva by a chef named Ray Garcia. He's an award-winning chef from L.A., right? I'm like, yo, I'm going to go support this place. I want to check it out. It looks cool. I'm in. So on Sunday, you know, I got a game at night, but I make a reservation for their last reservation, which was 930. So I get there, you know, and, you know, they hold those reservations for like 15 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. So I get there late? at like 940 or so, 940, mm -hmm. 40, it's still before the 945 cutoff. But you didn't call and ahead buddy, and say, hey, I'm running late. No, I got there and I'm standing in front of the hostess and I'm, yeah. I'm on the phone with my buddy, like, where are you, bro? Whatever this, that, and the other who's going to meet me for dinner and I tell her, I've got a reservation. I'm waiting for my friend. Like, I'm pointing at my phone, like, telling mm -hmm. her, and she, you know, she nods at me. And then I'm standing there kind of waiting for him. Brand new hotel. I didn't even know where I was going. Like, it took me a few minutes just to find the place. Mm -hmm. And same thing for him. So we get there. It's 947, okay? The place is not packed. I'm looking at it inside, okay? Mm -hmm. It is fairly empty. And I go there, and I say to the girl, hey, so I have a reservation for 930. And she's like, oh, well, you know, we can only hold your reservation for 15 minutes. And I said, so it's, I mean, you saw me out here, like, and it's only two minutes. So like, do you, and she goes to me, well, the kitchen's closed. And I said, well, the kitchen's closed. I mean, if I would have got here two minutes, if I would have come up to you two minutes ago, the kitchen would still be open. Right. 944, you're like, fine. 947, you're screwed. And then she says to me, like barks at me and says, there's nothing I can do for you. And I was oh. like, whoa, oh. like I oh. literally recoiled. Like, I was like, whoa. And, you know, this is a young, a young lady. Yeah. And I was like, I look at her and I said, okay. And I said, have a good night. And I walk away. 
And I, so I walk over to another restaurant down the hall at Resorts World, mm-hmm. and it's a place called Wally's. And it's a, uh, a, a wine bar, huge wine list, and they serve food. They've got, like, charcuterie boards and pizzas and burgers and steak. And, you know, they have, like, a pretty good menu, too. Mm-hmm. So I go to the, the hostesses there, and they're like, can we help you? I'm like, look, I don't have a reservation. I explained to them what happened at Viva, and they looked at me like, wow, that's crazy. They're like, <laughs> no, you can definitely sit out here. We've got a table outside, or you want one inside? I said, no, outside is cool. So, you know, because they got, like, like, air conditioning thing going, and I'm like, yeah, we'll do it outside. So we sit out there in the outdoor, like, in the mall area outside. You know what I'm saying? Not, like, mm-hmm. um, not like outside, outside. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so we sit down and had a great time at Wally's. I picked up some good wine for me and my buddy. The waiter was a guy who grew up in Northridge. I, I didn't know, like, what was good on the menu. So I said, dude, bring, me, bring us your best pizza and bring me a charcuterie board. You pick what we should eat, and we'll do it. And the dude nailed it. I wish I remembered his name, but I remember his face. And he was talking to me about growing up in Northridge, and I was telling him my wife grew up in Northridge. And he also grew up in Granada Hills, which is where my wife grew up. So we had a great time at Wally's at the Resorts World Hotel. But I will tell you this, and I feel really disappointed because I wanted to rep- not only represent and support a Latino, uh, but a Latino from L.A. in Chef Ray Garcia. But I will tell you this, and you tell me if I'm wrong, Laura, and I'll open up the phones here as well at 877-710-ESPN. I'll ask you three. Laura, am I wrong to hold that kind of grudge over what just happened at Viva? Hell no. I would do the same thing. I actually went to a... Y'all know I hate Vegas. And when I went, uh, Janice and I went to a Latino, like, restaurant, too. We had the worst experience. And I'm like, bruh, ¿por qué siempre es tu gente? Like, why is it always your people making it bad? And I was like, I would never go back. I would never go back. I don't, if you don't, if you're not welcomed when you're about to spend your money, because you're there because you got, you know, you can. So why would I go back and, and no. No, 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 I'm good. It was a really, like, just souring experience in the sense of, like, I won't even attempt to try to go there again. Did you, you know what I mean? Like, did, did you say anything on social media about your experience? No, no, did I did you, not. Did you leave any sort of negative Yelp review? No, no. Okay. No. So, so I wanted other, to talk it out here first. Right. So other than airing them out here on the radio, which, by the way, I appreciate very much, um, I don't think you have anything to feel bad about. I mean, listen, first of all, the number one thing that everybody should be doing in the service industry, and I told you I worked in a Chinese okay, restaurant. Okay, tell us what that number one thing is I on will the other tell side. You. We'll put, I will tell we'll push you. Back, we'll push back overrated, underrated a little bit because I want to have this conversation. Can we push it back one segment, Greg, to like 445? Yeah, of course. Okay, let's do that. And let me tell you about my friends real quick. So I want to open it up at 877-710-ESPN. Like, like, what do you make of the of how of how upset I not upset but like annoyed I was about that interaction at Viva in Las Vegas because I did want to uh, rep for Chef Ray Garcia from LA. Um, I and by the way, shout out to Wally's and my man from Northridge who helped us out there that day. Um, but anyway, like I, I just am curious to hear what the audience thinks. People who work in the restaurant industry. I know we have a lot of people in the restaurant industry and the business who listen to the show. So please give me your thoughts on all this. Should I give it another try? Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted.
shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Yeah, yeah. Sedano Cap here with you on 710 ESPN. All right, so here's the deal. So I, I was, if you didn't miss the first segment or the last segment, uh, when I was in Vegas, I went to Resorts World, the brand new c- casino hotel, pretty badass place to go. I, I would go back there for sure. Uh, I had reservations at a place called Viva, which is a Mexican restaurant. Uh, Chef Ray Garcia, an LA guy, I wanted to support. I was like, yo, let's do it. I uh, had a 930 reservation on Sunday, was out there in front um, waiting for my buddy to show up. Uh, hostess saw me there, kind of pointed at her, like got a reservation, and Two minutes after the 15-minute window, came up to her, said, hey, I'm ready to roll, got a 9.30 reservation. She said, quote, uh, well, we only hold for 15 minutes. And I said, well, you know, it's only two minutes. You know, do you think I can still get in? And she says to me, well, the kitchen's closed. And I said, but the kitchen's closed, and I would have it would have been open if I got here two minutes ago. And then she barks at me, I can't help you. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay, all right then. So I'm not going back. Like, I kind of, don't, like, I'm petty that way. Yeah, don't Like, go back. I don't think I want to go back. Like, don't. I don't want – because, I look, man, like, I just think that, like, there's a better way to say it. Like, if it were me, okay, in that spot, I'd be like, yo, man, listen. Blame it on, like, your bosses, right? Just be like, hey, man, look, they got me doing – they got me being really strict about this stuff. I wish I could help you. Unfortunately, I can't. Right? There's a way to massage that right. where I come away from that or anyone comes away from that feeling like – Ah, you know what? She tried. There's nothing she can do. I get it. No big deal. No harm, no foul, right? But when you bark at someone and you're just giving them excuses, like, I, I, that's not good service. You know what I mean? Like, even before I've stepped in the door, I'm like, all right, like, I'm crossing that place off my list. Yeah, I would and never I, go And, back. of course, I got great service literally 200 feet away right. where they, like, would – they were, like, perfect. Like, no matter what – you know, I – you know, I literally asked them – you tell me what to eat. What's good here? I will eat what you tell me. And the guy nailed it. And the guy was so awesome. Every time, like, he came by, like, he was always making sure to check up on us. The hostess even came by a second time to make sure we were good. Like, that, to me, felt like a good experience at that place, Wally's, yeah. um, at Resorts World. So, Greg, you, yeah. you said you worked for seven or eight years. How do you feel before I get to the call? Well, there's a couple different things here when you get to the calls is that First of all, you should go back because that might have just been a just a rude hostess that didn't have anything to do with the food or the atmosphere or anything else. That was just her, possibly. So you should go back to the restaurant. But also, restaurants that every restaurant I've worked at, if it closes at ten, if you walk in at nine fifty nine, right, you are walking in and you are still getting yes. sat and you have to wait. And as a waiter, you had to take that that clientele any single time. So I think that was garbage what you went through. But you should go back because that wasn't about the food or the chef or anything else. That was just about a hostess i disagree i don't think you should go back and by the way let me just tell you i said right before the break the number one rule you ever see the movie roadhouse george yeah okay the number one rule be nice (laughs) greg hasn't seen the movie he just knows uh the family guy (laughs) exactly exactly he just roundhouse kicks everybody patrick swayze Swayze tells you because the number one rule is be nice yeah until it's time to not be nice you sounded like you were being pleasant. She should have been nice. She wasn't nice. And let me tell you something. The fact that you didn't go on Twitter was great. The fact that you didn't go on Yelp was great. But when you're the hostess or the host, you're the representative. You're the yeah. first line of yeah. defense. Yeah. And yeah. so you yeah. need to be nice. All right, let's go to the phones here. Solomon in Lake Balboa. Solomon. Hey, yeah, listen, you have every right to be upset. 
Uh, I was a singing waiter actually for a lot of years. And that oh. was that was a tough gig. Like to hear that. And you learn as a waiter, it's always water off a duck's back. No matter what a customer says or does, you can never let it bother you because it'll ruin your night and, yep. and it'll stop your flow. My suggestion with this young lady is you absolutely should report this to upper management or ownership. And why? Because if you like that restaurant and you want to support it, someone like her on the front lines will kill their business. She needs to be trained or replaced. So it's kind of your duty a little bit, you know, and and, and maybe you don't want to go back at least for a while or if you see the same girl there or something, you know, but... I, I think you should absolutely say something to upper management because um, this this girl doesn't get it. She's probably you know minimum wage. She should care less about her job. She's not attached to the restaurant one way you know shape or the other, and doesn't understand how deadly that relation that she had with you can be to the survival of that restaurant. Thank you, Solomon. Appreciate it. Um, a singing sure, nice. had to be fun back in the day. Let's go to Billy, who's listening in Vegas. Um, so, Billy, you, you are familiar with what I'm talking about at the resorts world and the setup there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Saludito, saludito para todos. So check it out. In Vegas, the biggest issue right now is that there is not enough workers. Uh, some locations, even, even though the hotel, resorts or whatever, is open for everybody, they do not have, they do not have enough employees. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these places are closing early because they don't have enough cooks. You know, right. so I That's say right. give it a give it a second chance, but give it a little bit a little bit more time. Maybe for next year, next summer league, you try it again. By the okay. way, that is an ongoing problem in a lot of places. It's not just in Vegas. It's happening Thank all throughout you, Southern California as well. You know, there are hotels that could be a hundred percent filled. But instead, their occupancy is 50%, and, and they'll tell you it's because we can't find chefs, we can't find people to clean, we can't find people to bartend, we can't find people to cook. I mean, it's, it's, this is an ongoing problem. This is not a Vegas problem. This is an everywhere problem. Okay, let's go to the phones. Let's continue with Ed in L.A. Ed, what's up? Yeah, um, I'm like the other guy. I would have asked for the manager right then and there. That's yeah. poor customer service. I used to work in hospitality, and – like like um, Greg saying, if you come in at nine fifty nine, they close at ten. You need you're supposed to get served. Also, I believe that Wally's of where you went to have the wine and and the pizza and everything. It might be the same Wally's that we have here in L.A. That's on Westwood Boulevard, not too far from UCLA. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could check. I don't know. I I will double check because I've never been to the Wally's. Um, I it might be. You never know. Uh, but it was excellent. The service there was incredible. The waiter there, the kid from Northridge, was awesome. I loved every second of my experience there. And thank you, Ed. I appreciate it. Speaking of Northridge, let's go to Ray in Northridge. Shout out to Northridge, Ray. Hey, guys. You hear me? Yeah, what's up, yeah. Ray? Yeah, you're exactly – most of the uh, callers are exactly right. That's totally unacceptable. And you should complain. There's no doubt you should complain. The truth is the buck stops with the owner. Chef Ray? You know, it's his fault because he needs to have people in place that are representing him and the integrity of his work and the quality of his work. And if he can't do that, then too bad for him. I'm not going to go visit his place. I don't care. So that's his responsibility. Can I tell you one quick story that just happened to me here in L.A.? Sure, sure. I walk into this place, right, and I see a beautiful sign of an avocado uh, uh, toast. (laughs) Nice juice place. And I go in and say, yeah, can I have an avocado toast? I'm looking at the, you know, the, the picture. And she says, oh, sorry, we ran out of bread. And I said, oh, okay. So three days later, I walk in, and I ask for the same avocado toast. 
And the girl tells me, oh, sorry, we ran out of, out of avocados. Now, are you freaking kidding me? I said, go, to, go across the street to Ruff's and buy 10 avocados. That's totally unacceptable. And she wasn't sorry about it at all. Yeah. So shame on her, shame for those places like that, and we should not support them or give them our time of day. I won't do it anymore. Sorry. That's a, this is a new era that apparently we're living in. Shame on all those people who don't have customer service the way it's supposed to be. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Now, Lauren, Greg, you you are, you have a beef with, with Ray. What, yeah. what What is the issue? Yeah, basically, when you work at a restaurant, you have deals with certain restaurants or mm-hmm. different places, and they you their food goes to you. You can't just run across the street and go to a Ralph's and pick up 10 avocados. Yep. You have to go through a certain supplier. Exactly. So, to me, that was very different than, like, again, I've worked at McDonald's. We would run out of things all the time. We would literally have to call another location because we, even though we had a grocery store, whatever that, like lettuce or whatever random thing we needed, we couldn't just go buy it. We had to literally go pick it up at another McDonald's, whether it was our franchise or call a corporate store, be like, "Hey, can you guys loan us this?" and vice versa. So it, yeah, it's not that simple, man. We can't just run across the street and buy whatever you need to well, make you know, that his, dish. His point though is, it's like, come on, man, really? Like one day you have no bread. Two days later, you got no avocados. How could I? Well, that's on the manager for not ordering the right stuff, basically. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, I I would agree. And by the way, to the gentleman earlier, yes, it is the same. I'm looking at the setup. I didn't I had never been to the Wally's in Beverly Hills um, or or the other location in Santa Monica. But yes, it is the same group, basically, uh, at Resorts World. Let me sneak in one more. Let me sneak in one more. Uh, Grant in Irvine. Grant, what's up? Hey, guys. Love the show. Uh, Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I've worked in restaurants a long time. If you want to support that chef. You should definitely give it a second chance. Uh, every restaurant's really short-staffed right now, so you may not have the right people in their places. Uh, but definitely go back and give it another shot because everywhere is short-staffed, and uh, it's really tough right now. So uh, go back and uh, try to support them uh, at least one more time. So uh, okay. thanks for taking my call. Go Chargers. Bolt up. Oh, stop right. it. Don't do that to me, Grant. Come on. I knew that was a shot at me. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a shot at you. All right, coming up next, we'll take more of your calls at 877-710-ESPN, what you think of that experience. But by the way, shout out to Wally's. Wally's was fantastic, okay? I, you're starting to convince me that maybe I'll give Viva another shot next year at Summer League or something, but uh, it was really, like, just jarring, like, how crappy the experience was, even not even getting in the restaurant. <laughs> like, it was crazy. Uh, but anyway, we'll take more of your calls, 877-710-ESPN. Overrated, underrated, coming up in a second. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more More than than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Thank you very much, Chris. Much appreciated. And we're going to start off with birthdays like we always do. And Kaplan, no, Sedano. We're going to start with you, Sedano. Okay. Sedano, Robert Redford, or Edward Norton? 
Oh, this is easy. Robert Redford is completely underrated. I, Robert Redford is one of the greatest actors of our entire lifetime, and he's an incredible director to boot, too. Edward Norton is excellent, but if if he's going up against Robert Redford, he's the overrated one. And I and I like Edward Norton. Um, but Robert Redford, again, is a legend, dude. Yeah, but there's that. What's that Robert Redford movie with him and, um, oh, God, what's her name, where where he sleeps with her and it, it, Indecent Proposal? Right, Woody yeah. Harrelson, and who's the uh, female lead in, in that movie? Does anybody Demi remember? Moore. Demi Moore, thank you. Like, there's still something about that movie that makes me angry, you know? It's probably when Woody Harrelson says to Demi Moore, he goes, was it good? And she's like, yeah, of course it was good. And, he, and that, that's where it really kills Woody Harrelson. But in this equation, somebody got to be over, somebody got to be under. I got to say, Ed goes over, and Robert Redford goes under. All right, next. All right, Cap, you hate retread movies, and I stumbled upon this Twitter page today. It's called Movie Pitch Bot. It's at a movie pitch bot. It says it pitches an idea for a movie every hour. So I'm going to throw you a couple of ideas, (laughs) and you tell me if these brand new ideas, Cap, for movies are overrated or underrated. And Sedano, obviously, you play as well. All right. Okay, go ahead. So, So the first one, Christopher Walken and Tilda Swinton live in a happily married life until they find Jennifer Aniston's dead body inside their house in this Ryan Johnson movie. Ryan Johnson directed Knives Out, Rogue One, and Looper. I'm going to say overrated because you can't have Jennifer Aniston dead. she got to be alive for it to be good. Can't have her dead. Just got done watching the entire series of The Morning Show, 10 episodes. I took it down in like a week, a week of quarantine. Man, Jennifer Aniston's great. Love her. Yeah, I think that's underrated. I like that script. By the way, I used to play this game when Penn Lyons worked here. Like we used to, he used to have these great setups, and he would ask, we would play with the audience if there was a real uh, script or a fake script um, that was in work in the works. It was actually a really fun game. But all right, what's next, Greg? All right, we're gonna st- stick with this. Will Ferrell and Ryan Gosling star in this adventure set on Saturn, directed by Ron Howard Sedano. So Will Ferrell and Ryan Gosling? <laughs> yes, star no, in this adventure. That, I, no, in a movie is, that sounds like it's supposed to be a drama. Like no, no, no offense to Will. Like I love Will in comedies. I don't know if that's a, if that if it's a comedy, sure, but it doesn't sound like one. So well, Ron Howard's doing it. He does comedy. Directed by Ron Howard. He does sometimes. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I mean, it, it doesn't I, sound appealing to me, and I like Ron Howard, and I, I like all the people involved, but that does not sound appealing to me, so I would say overrated. See, I'm in on this because a lot of things that Will Ferrell does don't really sound appealing, and then you see him, and you're like, God, that was really funny. That was really good. I'm in on this one. All right. Okay. Kaplan, a, an obsessed store clerk, stalks Al Pacino in this Sofia Coppola sci-fi movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> You lost me at sci-fi. Right. <laughs> this is directly from the page. I'm not changing anything. This is this is exactly- like a real thing. Yes. No. No. Go to at a movie pitch bot. This is exactly what I'm looking at. So, okay. but Al Pacino gets stalked. I would think Al Pacino does the stalking. So I'm. Why would you say-, say that? You don't think women can be stalkers? You know. Oh no, women can be stalkers, but I didn't hear it's anything. A free world, man. I just you know? I just feel like Al Pacino would be like more of a stalking type of guy versus being stalked. So I'm going to say I'm out on this one. Okay, I'm out just because you said sci-fi with Al Pacino. That sounds ridiculous. <laughs> All right, we can do another one. Rachel Wise and Anne Hathaway fight Julia Roberts and Emma Watson in this J.J. Abrams dramedy set in Texas. Um, that does sound as ridiculous as that sounds. That actually sounds interesting to me. Um, it would be something I would probably watch once, sure, so underrated. 
I'm going to say that sounded kind of complicated to me. And at one point, right, in your you are you need more simplistic. Uh, yeah, yeah. When, terms. When, yeah. Well, here's the thing. You know what happened, George? Is in the middle of that description, I realized that the Mets just beat the Giants in 12 innings, six to two. Finally, 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 opening the door for the Dodgers because both of these teams had won nine of their last ten games. The Dodgers could not seem to find a crack in the window. The Giants just opened it up a little bit, so that means the Dodgers got to win tonight against the Pirates. So that, I got yeah. I got a little distracted. Yeah, because Greg, you have the stat on that. Actually, let's save it because Greg will do it on the other side. I do want to dive into that a little further. All right, we're done with overrated, underrated. Let's get back to the calls. We got people who want to chime in on this experience I had in Vegas, which, by the way, I do want to shout out Wally's again uh, at Resorts World. It was unbelievable. It was a as good a restaurant experience as I've had in a really long time. The guy, the waiter was unbelievable. The the kid from da- uh, from Downey, the from kid Northridge. from Northridge, Steve. Yeah, Steve from Northridge. No, I don't remember his name. Well, I never I'm just said giving his him name. a name. I mean, he needs a oh. name. All right. Well, I'll try to find out. Toure, what's up, Toure? Hey, man. When I had a paper route, I knew how to treat my clients. I don't believe your hourly wage should ever depict the level of service you receive when you're in a public service position. Tell them. It's absurd. It was a teaching moment. And I would go back just to straighten it out and see if it's going to happen again. So you're saying I should test the limits just for that? Uh, Well, thank you, Torre. I appreciate it. And look, yeah, I mean, listen, again, it would have been like if if that person would have just said to me, hey, look, unfortunately, you know, we're understaffed. We're, you know, like some of these people have, right? right? Like, you know, we can't seat you. Like, I wish I could. It's not up to me. You know, it's what the management says to me for me to do. I'm so sorry. Again, right. Like that, it's like, hey, I get it. She tried. She did everything she could. We're good. You know what I mean? Like. But just to be like, bark at me and be like, I can't help you. And I was like, whoa. All right, girl. Okay. Peace I'm, out. I'm running away. Yeah. She All could right. have very easily also have said, you know, hey, listen, um, just a little bit down the hall, there's this other place called Wally's, and they're open a little bit later than we are. So please excuse us. We're really sorry. But if you want, I'll call down there and get you in right now. You know, I mean, just anything to say, I'm here to help, you know, instead barking at you. Because you never know who's on the receiving end. Because, George, you don't have to be a celebrity. You don't have to have hundreds of thousands of Twitter followers. One person goes on Yelp and writes a bad review. It can be impactful. Yeah. No, Believe I agree. And and people definitely do that stuff on Yelp. There's no doubt. All right. We'll keep it coming if you want at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. I also had another crazy observation while I was in Vegas for the last six days or so. Um, and it's about... Basically, middle-aged men, men still, I would say, like, maybe 10 years my senior, that I noticed there is this common thread going on now uh, with men in their 50s. And Uh-oh, I, that sounds like I, me. Sorry, and I think you may fall into this category. I don't know, I, I don't man. know if you are, I don't and know. I don't want – but I, I'll bring it up on the other side. Plus, I do want to dive into the Dodgers because you mentioned, Scott, they have a real opportunity. We'll get into that as well. Plus, Laura's got uh, what you need to know coming up. Stick around, 710 ESPN.